What is up, the Real Champs podcast listeners? Thank you so much for taking this time out of your day, out of your night, wherever you may be. If you're working, you're traveling, uh, just going to work in the bus, whatever it is, we really appreciate you spending your time with us, listening to our podcast, discussing the best team in the world with the best players. That is Real Madrid. Uh, my name, of course, again, is Mushtaq. I'm the co-editor and the host here at the Real Champs podcast. I have our awesome contributors again here with us, Hassan Kareem and Christopher McCormack. I just introduced them myself. I don't know why I did that, but I'll let them introduce themselves as well. Hi, Christopher, if you'd like to go first, and then Hassan. Well, as uh, <laughs> I'm Christopher, and my Twitter handle is K underscore MC06. You got Hassan here, king of shit talking, and my uh, Twitter handle is the Hass Kareem. Awesome. Uh, now we've all introduced ourselves twice because of my geniusness. <laughs> um, just so you guys know, today's podcast is going to touch on three topics. Uh, really, is going to be the bulk of it. We're going to hit the preseason. Uh, last time we finished out uh, our second podcast, we hadn't necessarily finished the Real Madrid ICC preseason yet. We're, of course, going to talk about the big game, uh, the first competitive fixture of the season, which was the UEFA Super Cup. And then, of course, the La Liga start happening two days away now. We are Friday. The first game is on Sunday. So we are really there. Um, Let's just jump into it. Preseason. Last time we spoke, we were only at game one and two. How did things look after three games? Of course, the ICC tournament is everybody plays three games. You play in different cities. You play against different teams. Obviously, top talents from Europe. Uh, Christopher, after those three games, how did you feel about the preseason? It was probably one of the best preseasons we've had in a long time. Definitely the best preseason we've had since I started supporting the club. Uh I mean, I didn't watch the games, obviously, because, like I've sa- I said in the first episode, I don't really take much interest in them. But from what I was reading and from the highlights, Madrid looked very uh, well-drilled. They were pressing well. They seemed to be buying into Lopetegui's philosophy. You know, everything seemed very good up until, like, the Santiago Bernabeu trophy, which we won, but didn't look very convincing in doing so. And then, obviously, the Super Cup, which we'll get to later on, kind of says we're still a bit, we're not as far ahead as we thought we were. Hassan, you, unlike Christopher, were <laughs> a bit of a nutcase and actually decided to stay up despite the time difference. Did you watch all three games? And if you did, or I'm sure you've watched some highlights, what did you, what did you think about Real Madrid over the course of those three games? I think through the ICC, we did really well, gradually improving in every performance. Uh, but like Chris said, in the AC Milan game, slipped up a little bit. Um, but you could see that the system Lovetag is implementing is generally getting smoother. I think it's just fitness that seems to be the problem now. So, Hassan, again for you, you're obviously saying, like Chris, uh, that there is a progression. Rather, there was a progression over those three games. Uh, you did write a really great article. Everyone who's listening, please go check it out. Uh, it is probably one of the first times in your life and possibly <laughs> the last you'll ever see Hassan Kareem drinking a full cup of optimism. <laughs> so you can hold that against him for the rest of his life. I didn't enjoy the taste, people, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> but how has your sentiment changed after writing that article? 
Uh, no, I'd still stick by the same guns. Um, I think you could see it quite clearly. There's a lot of the players that made it deeper into the World Cup looked like they definitely made it deep into that tournament. Carvajal couldn't look like he could string two sorts together. Varad looked pretty much exhausted still. And the same with Modric as well. So, again, I think it's just purely fitness. Um, nothing more than that, really. Chris, uh, Bale and Asensio, I know you're a huge Lucas Vasquez fan and you like to see him play more, but both of them did really well. And I believe both of them scored three goals, if I'm not mistaken. If I am, I truly apologize. Irregardless, both of them had some pretty, pretty big moments and contributed a fair amount uh, to this Real Madrid side against their competition. Like, what do you... What do you think? Like we all knew, Bale was gonna, you know, have to step up if he was gonna stick around this season. Ever since he came to Real Madrid, you know, I think it was back in 2013, he was supposed to be the heir to the throne of Cristiano Ronaldo. Never really happened until he left. So he's obviously a big part of this season. But do you think Asensio, at his, you know, fine age, uh, has the ability to do that as well? Just carry on that ICC form all the way through the season. I don't know. Asensio, my experience of watching Asensio is that he always starts the season really well and then he kind of drops off. But having said that in Zidane, with Zidane, he kind of he always started a lot of the games after the preseason and Zidane would just drop him to the bench as an impact player. Mm-hmm. So we haven't yet seen Asensio play a solid run of games at the start of the season to keep up that little burst he has from preseason into like the likes of the UEFA Super Cup and the Spanish Super Cup. Uh, I'm kind of hopeful. I think in the false nine, he's looked really promising. He looks really comfortable out there. I mean, yeah, he looks really comfortable out there in comparison to when he was on the wings or in the field. So I'm quite optimistic about his chances. I think he'll keep up his form. Give us a confidence rating, like just a, on a 100% scale. What do you think? You know, how impactful do you think Asensio could be? Granted, he plays majority minutes. He is inside, you know, the top 10 in minutes played come halfway through the season? I'm, I'm, well, if we're going with my confidence, I'm going, I'd say about eight and a half out of 10. I'm very confident that I think he, he's going to have a good season. I do think he will have a good season. I think Lopetegui could get the best out of him. Oh, I hope he has a great season. Maya is definitely, you know, a great player. Is one of those players that, you know, we've kind of seen for the last two years and just, you really want him to like break through that eggshell. It's like when you're watching Nat Geo and you know, that little chicken is just cracking through, but it's just not getting right through. And you're like, just get the hell out of there already. It's just, that's really my hope for Asensio. I just hope that happens. Of course. Um, Hassan, your favorite player of the preseason. I know a lot of people probably say, you know, maybe a Benzema or a Bale or an Asensio. I think that's sort of the common ground. So I'm going to go with a bit of a different shot. I want to say Chabayos is probably my favourite one. Um, I thought he looked really consistent, looked like he was really trying to prove a point, and he was razor sharp in every game I saw him in. Yeah, Chabayos would be mine. Uh, Christopher, you as well. Your favourite player of the preseason. Well, I thought Hassan would say the same, but I'm going to say Vinicius. I think he was really blown us away with the confidence that he's come in and how quickly he's been able to demonstrate his talent. And, you know, we're sitting here now. When we came in, we thought he'd go out on loan, but we're sitting here now and he could very well be one of the first men off the bench when, you know, if Madrid need a goal or need some need a spark, 
during the season. He'll be the, one of the first people off the bench, I imagine. So I'm going to say Vinicius. I know it's really tough to assess after just three games, but let's go ahead and include that fourth game, the Santiago Bernabeu uh, trophy as well. Who do you guys think? Needs to, he, it is. It is. It's that there is. I'll let you explain why you think that, but also tell me who do you think your most the player that needs to improve the most would be. Well, I'll explain why the Santiago Bernabeu Trophy is important. Is because it's the Santiago Bernabeu Trophy. I mean, I remember a few years ago Arsenal played in a cup and they lost it at home. <laughs> so I don't think. I really would prefer Madrid did not open their season by losing their own trophy. <laughs> so, uh, um, but in terms of players that need to improve, uh, I'm gonna yeah, I think it might be Carvajal. He's he looked. I thought he looked good during the UEFA Super Cup, but during the preseason, he's kind of going through that typical Carvajal run of form where he just doesn't look. He doesn't look like the usual Carvajal. He's looked vulnerable and quiet and mistake kind of he's full of mistakes he it's generally because he's coming back from injury and he's been off with an injury or something but he's just he hasn't looked himself and i think we've we've all heard that sentiment quite a bit repeated on twitter that he's just missing you know a little bit of that killer instant that he usually has and to a point i kind of agree but hassan who do you think needs to improve the most after those Uh... four games I definitely agree with Carvalho like, again. He looks like he's in that sort of dip where he sort of just drops off for a prolonged period of time. We saw it last season um, where he was gone for like a good, I think it was between the sort of the tail end of the Christmas period where he was just off for like, a good two, three months. Every time you watched him play, you were like, I, I'm dreading this, dreading who's going to run at me. Um, so yeah, I'd say Carvalho. But again, it, I think it could still be down to fitness as well. He'd make his, Los Spain made an okay run in the World Cup, I guess. Do you think that, uh, you know, the arrival of Ariazola could actually help give, you know, Carvajal a run for his money? Because in a way, he is 22 years old. Um, it kind of seems like he's supposed to come in and learn and be like, you know, the understudy of Carvajal. Do you think that he could actually just give Carvajal a run for his money and Lopetegui just be like, listen, just get your behind in gear because... There's this other kid here who's ready to rock your world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the thing that Kyle needs to be careful on Abruzzo because Abruzzo could easily replace him in that lineup if he gets a good run of form going. He's not. He's not Danilo. Um, he will. He has. He has a high ceiling. Abruzzo, a very high ceiling. We saw it all through preseason. He's a. He's a. Um, a he's a quality player, and if Carvalho's not careful, he could easily get dropped out of the lineup as a result. Well, I think that wraps up everything for the preseason. Boys, if you have any last-second comments, concerns about our preseason, I mean, I was concerned quite a bit at some point, but if you have anything, drop it, or uh, we could head on to the UEFA Super Cup. Uh, I don't think I've got anything else, really. No, I'm good. Uh, UEFA Super Cup, sometimes just called Super Cup, USC whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the hell that was, though. Um, That was stressful, to say the least. Anxiety level 5,000. Yeah, that's that's what it feels like to lose, by the way. I don't know if you've got...
not like yeah for them I I, I honestly don't understand like I can't remember the last time we lost this is the first time Real Madrid has lost a European final since the year 2000 like we don't know what it is to lose until yes, like a couple days ago it's pretty crazy it's an odd feeling (laughs) I, I don't know how you guys felt but I was you know when we were watching the game I was watching this game and there's an Atletico fan crying. And I'm like, dude, it's, a, it's just a cup. It's just the UFC Super Cup. Obviously, I was just very bitter about it. That was great on him and his team. But that was insane. Just a little match recap for all of you listening. Uh, game kicks off, of course. It was played in Estonia. It's in Madrid Derby. We have Atletico versus Real. Literally, I think, 52nd second into the game. Diego Costa scores a goal. You could point the blame in so many places. Real Madrid bring it back. Uh, then Sergio Ramos scores a killer penalty with that little swagger, stutter step of his. Uh, it's 2-1. In the dying minutes of the game, Atletico somehow manages to draw level. It goes to extra time. Madrid start to apply some pressure. And then Atletico get their turn. And then it was just game over. They just blew them out of the waters 4-2 and Madrid just looked completely lost what the hell happened so what we're gonna do is Hassan you go first and then Chris but just the game in your eyes 30 seconds go so I think obviously they started awfully like I think the opening 50 seconds they didn't get a touch of the ball um I think as the game progressed they improved massively especially in the second half besides the goals obviously coming from individual mistakes um, I think the performance wasn't as bad. It was just certain individuals, again, seeming like they completely lack fitness. Chris, you're 30 seconds. Uh, we started badly. We conceded. We scored. We dominated <laughs> up until we conceded again. And then we ran out of gas an extra time. So Chris basically summarized my boring recap in 30 seconds. So I should just <laughs> Sure, I'll let you do that. But you're completely right. Both of you are completely right. We went down one nil, like one nil, inside the first minute. Like, Hassan, your assessment of that play, who is to blame? A lot of people were blaming the defense for sleeping, and actually letting Atletico just come right at us from the start. You know, of the whistle, and people. Some people were blaming, blaming Kaylor Navas. I saw Navas being put on the stake not even a minute into a game, the first competitive fixture of the season, people screaming for Courtois. The fandom was in shambles, not even 60 seconds in. What was your assessment of that first goal? Well, I think the goal came from Ramos's side of the defence, if I'm not mistaken. So I think from what I remember of re-watching it, uh, he should have closed Costa down a bit more bravely. I felt like he was pushed sideways. I'm not obviously saying Costa's not strong. Of course he is. But um, I think Costa should have been closed down a bit more bravely by Ramos and then Varane again got shoved off himself. I also think Marcelo should have come in to double up if he's that much of a concern. There was no one else running down the wing, so they could easily have doubled up on him. I think in terms of Kayla Navas, I think he should have done better and he should not be getting beaten at his near post so easily. Um, so I can see why they stuck him on the stake, but it's a bit harsh to do it that quickly. Yeah, other than that, I think it was it's a collective problem, but it started with Ramos. Chris, in your humble opinion, it, of course, the moments of conceding a goal aside, 
where did the wheels start falling off for Real Madrid? Because when they went up to one, things were actually looking pretty swell. It seemed like they moved the ball through the middle of the park pretty well. I saw Asensio, you know, going on a couple of back heels. Ballers move with pace. One thing I personally love is the ball being kept on the ground with precision. I think that's just absolutely beautiful. But, like, where did the wheel start shaking and that pop flat tire happen for you? Now, you're going to be honest. I did not see... It looked like Madrid were seeing out the game. I thought 2 one up and the way we were keeping the possession, we could just, I'd just sit back and watch the game fly by. And then Belletti worked it up into our side of the box, our, into our six kind of outside the box. And someone cleared the ball to the sideline, Grand going out for throw, and until Marcelo decides to kick the ball <laughs> back into play. Congratulations. You played yourself. And just hand it to Juan Fran and said, run, go on, give it a go. And then, naturally, Diego Costa put us back in the net. Um, basically, we were winning. I thought I'm 100% certain we'd have won the game if Marcelo had just let it run out. It was just, it was a moment of madness from Marcelo for me that kind of cost us that game. It's, it's kind of sad because Marcelo is, what, 32 years old. He's second in line for the captaincy at Real Madrid. And to make such a play at his age, maturity, seniority in the squad. I love Marcelo to bits. But it like you said, it really just, you know, threw a span on the work, so to speak. Like that is what it pretty much ended the game. It just kinda of like, Yeah, it's a mistake that kind of a veteran like Marcelo makes maybe one game in fifty. You know, it's just he's you know, he's not fish. He's just coming back from World Cup duty, you know, it. it's kind of, it, 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 he's coming back into fitness, you know, he's not, he's not, he's rusty in this new system, and he just makes a stupid mistake, and it, <laughs> we get punished for it, you know, it, it happens, you know, and it, at least it happened in this game, rather than the Champions League semi-final, well, fingers crossed it doesn't happen in that, but <laughs> if that's what it turns out to be, a mistake, 1-50, in 50, then at least he's made it now. Well, let's, his system. let's touch on that quickly. Let's deviate for a couple of minutes. Uh, one in 50 would be awesome because that's literally just once in a season, essentially. But in the left back position, we currently have Marcelo. And that's it. Like, as a true left back, as a, like a proper natural left back, we only have Marcelo because if you don't know, Teo Hernandez has been loaned out. So, Hassan, if you're Lopetegui and Marcelo's like, Nah, fam. Can't play today. Not feeling well. Who are you going to put in his place? Or does Real Madrid need to go find a left back? Well, it seems that they're trying to put their faith in uh, Magulian from the academy. While I think he was good in preseason, wasn't bad at all, I wouldn't throw all my trust in one player like that just yet. So I'd go out and potentially either loan or buy another left back. But saying that, buying one means then when Theo comes back off, what happens to him? Uh, so it's a bit of a weird scenario, really. So that's why I didn't quite understand why Theo was loaned out the same right I do understand. So it's a bit of a tricky one, really. I, I'd go out and get a second one just to have a bit more experience than uh, an academy player's going to have. But saying that, he could come in and absolutely kill it, so who knows, really. Sticking with you, Hassan, now going back to the, the Super Cup match, 
um, you know, Christopher talked about that Marcelo incident, which, you know, gave away that second goal, taking it extra time. Who is to blame at the end of the day? Like, can we point our one finger at one source or is it just a multitude of things? Like, is this on Lopetegui? Is it strictly on Marcelo or is it a bit of both? I think Lopetegui substitutions could have been better. I think bringing off Asensio was a bit foolish considering he was like one of our biggest threats going forward. And I think, is it Isco we brought on for Asensio? Is it Modric? I can't actually remember now. Um, but I thought a substitution like that didn't make much sense. When Casemiro came off, he brought some, uh, I can't remember who he brought on for Casemiro, but he, I would have brought on Lorente because he needed. Yeah, Sabayas, there you go. That didn't make much sense to me because you needed someone who was able to sit in the park and break up play, and there was no one capable of doing that. Cruz hasn't got the mobility to quite do that, and Modric was just having a really, really off game. So I think his substitutions ultimately is what cost us there alongside the mistake. And Chris Hassan says substitutions. He also touched on Modric. Now, I may be imagining things. I may look like Marka to some people, but was it just my imagination or did Modric look out of it? Do you think that's just down to fatigue or do you think that maybe these rumors have something to do with it and he may in fact actually want to go to Inter? I think it's fatigue. I mean, let's not forget that Modric played extra time in every knockout round Mm -hmm. of the World Cup and I think I, I don't think he was fit. Um, I don't think most of the players were fit, but if anyone wasn't fit, it was Modric. And he has an excuse for it because he had such an incredible World Cup. Uh, I don't... The only substitution I would criticise Lopetegui for, and it's probably harsh, but I didn't like that he brought Mayoral on for Tony Kroos. I thought, you know, Mayoral isn't going to... He's not the type of player who's going to come on and win you the match. Whereas with the midfield that we had, or you know, made most of the midfield that we had, Kroos was having a really good game, and most of the midfield we had had just gotten two goals past that Atletico defense, which is no easy task, as we know. So I don't understand why he didn't just stick with controlling the midfield and creating, you know, putting Atletico under the thumb, and, you know, possibly getting a goal from it than rolling the dice and bringing on Mario out because I think it did cost us that control that we had once Crows came off. I, I think the, the substitution that kind of, you know, just turned the game on its head, at least for me, was bringing Danny Ceballos in. Now, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed what he did. If I remember correctly, he played in two beauty balls, literally the same ball, just from a different, you know, part of the pitch. And it, it was amazing. I I like him just as much as anybody else. But do you think that truly unbalanced the team? Like, Why not Marcus Llorente, someone who plays the same position as Casemiro, you know, who is supposed to be that next Casemiro? And then you also have Lopetegui saying that, well, rumors saying that he wants another midfielder. Uh, do you think that... Is there even a need for another midfielder? There's so many midfielders. I personally just think he made the wrong choice. Like, Hassan, what do you think? I don't think there's a need for another midfielder. And frankly, anyone they targeted doesn't seem very viable either. Uh, I genuinely do not want Thiago in the club. I've, I've always made my statement that I think he's the Spanish Jack Rorschach. 
He's 27. He's been saying he's going to have a breakout season for the last, I don't know how many years, since 2013. He spends more time on the on the treatment bench than anything else. Don't want him anywhere near the team. Uh, if they want to make a transfer, and reports are positive that we're going to target a centre-back and a forward. So I think after that game, that just echoes that sentiment even more that you need a centre-back and a forward because when Varane or Ramos has an off-game, and given the injury history with Varane, even though he's considerably improved in that regard, that makes much more sense. Um, and then bringing Mayoral on as a guy to go and get your goal isn't the most confidence-filling option, really. So, yeah, I don't think a midfield is needed at all. Well, that's the midfield taken care of. Uh, there's a lot of options there. Uh, Christopher Hassan, you know, mentioned Ron there briefly. He also, well, not like Modric, played a lot of extra time, but he was a part of the World Cup final, and he was on the winning side. Uh, one could argue that two, maybe three of the goals were due to his error. He's obviously fatigued, may not, you know, be his 100% best yet. What was your take on him uh, during that Super Cup match? He had a really weird game, is my take on it. Like, at times we kind of saw the old Varn, the Varn we're used to seeing out there. He was making great, he made some brilliant interceptions. Him and Ramos did have good games and streaks. You know, they kept, they kept up, you know, they contained the Atletico defender attack. They caught up with some really balls over the top when we looked like we were caught out, but Ramos or Varan made a tackle to put it out of play or get win possession back. And then you had Varane and Ramos of that like third goal where they just a complete lack of communication. But like we also have to remember that it was the team, the rest of the team put Varane and Ramos in that position. Like we were playing it around the back four for two or three, for more, much longer than we should have during in the sequence leading up to that goal. So I think it was it, it was kind of it was Ramos and Varane's fault for that mistake, but at the same time it was kind of a systematic kind of brain fart for the team because we shouldn't have kept the ball in that area for as long as we did. Uh, both of you can go, Chris, since you're talking already. What was your your opinion? Uh, I don't want to say worst. That seems like such a harsh word to use. It's really putting someone on the spot. I mean, not that. You know, they'll necessarily care if we say that. Um, that's if they hear this, which would be amazing. So, by the way, if ever any Real Madrid player is listening to our podcast, can you please let us know because we'd love to have you on. It'd be an honor for us. But, Christopher, who is. Hassan may, Sorry. Hassan may insult you, but he doesn't. I said Hassan may insult you, but he really doesn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, did, he, does, he loves you deep down inside. He's probably trying to buy your jersey. Um, yeah, I've been shopping. Yeah, he, that's why he's been putting in all that overtime at work, so he can buy all these bloody jerseys. By the way, Hassan, that um, that one Real Madrid jersey you bought, I was oh, yeah. going to buy that. Thanks for that. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, Christopher, who is your best and worst player of the match? Best player. Ooh, it's difficult. It's difficult to pick. Like, I thought... The team overall 
played well. I don't think there was any standout individuals. If I'm going to pick one, I'm going to pick Bale. I thought he had a fantastic game. He combined well with Benzema. He was a constant threat. Every time the Every time he started running, you could just see the Alejco defender backing up and it was just this fear in his eyes that it was going to put him on his arse and put the ball in the back of the net, you know? Um, worst player? I don't know. It's probably one of the back line. Uh, I like, I, Carvajal looked fine, I thought, during the Super Cup. I think a lot of people didn't enjoy his contribution. I'm probably going to give you half. It's harsh. It's really harsh, but I'm going to have to say Varane. And I kind of, it's it just that where he made, the mistake that he made and where he made it, you just cannot forgive a defender for making that type of error. And he did make errors throughout the game. He had a really mixed bag and hope I hope to see on Sunday he he's much more himself. Hassan, you as well. I'm sure it'll be a little easier for you to pick your worst player because you just no no care given whatsoever, no regard for their feelings. Um, he revels in this moment. Yeah, he he loves this. He's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I can I can throw somebody on the goddamn bus. Yes, please. Um, that's why that's why Hassan scares me. Uh, <laughs> I would I'm scared to do anything wrong because of him. Could you imagine the outrage? Like, I know the backlash. This is why I wouldn't make a very good manager. I don't think I'd um, I'd be a bit of a Jose Mourinho figure. I think I'd fall out with everybody. You know what I think you'd be amazing at? Is that a politician? Like, someone could just not tie their shoes one day, and the picture would be in the media. And Hus would be like, he can't tie his shoes. What makes you think he's going to be able to hold this country together? Like, I think <laughs> you would just wreck everybody left and right. He's kind of like Roy Keane. Uh, yeah, I'll make a run for the prime minister in this country. How about that? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I know I do say let's not get political uh, here at the Real Champs, but joining joining us on the Real Champ podcast today is the Prime Minister. <laughs> yes, is our Prime Minister Hassan Kareem. Um, go follow him on Twitter, by the way. Uh, but Hassan, really, who was your best or worst player of uh, of that match? We'll start. We'll start on, on a lighter note, but start on a good note. Um, I'll echo Chris's thoughts on Bale. That actually, like he's proven us wrong now, uh, considering I've sanded the man for about the last two years quite comfortably um I, I i'm just hoping he can keep his fitness up that's all i'm hoping with bale because he, he seems to be really really sort of willing to take that mantle off of off of ronaldo and be the man um in terms of worst player i'd say easily anyone in the back line easily anyone in the back line or maybe i didn't think isco was that good in that game whatsoever I know it's going to break your heart, Mushtaq, but I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't hear that. This, I, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you just hear silence for 30 seconds, it's what... I'm, I'm not mad. Shit about Isco, so. I'm just disappointed. I just I did not find him very, very good in that game. I just haven't been massively impressed with him through preseason, to be honest. But, yeah, if it's anyone, it's anyone in the back line or Isco, then they shithouse their way through that performance. But there you go. I, I must agree, though. Isco, as much as I adore you, um, he, it looked very bland for all the sugar and spice that he usually brings. You know, he looked like an empty spice rack in the Super Cup. Didn't really, didn't really do much as I thought he would. Um, if anyone cares about my worst and best player, I'm just going to share my best player because I think he's going to surprise everybody. I thought it was Kareem Benzema. Like, he was good in that game. He was very he good. Was, he was good. 
and you know what? I think I, I don't know if it's just the fact that 15 players, well, about 15, because some of them have gone on loan, uh, were played at the World Cup. Benzema obviously didn't play at the World Cup. I don't know if that attributes to his match fitness and that little bit of hop in his step that he has. But man, his dropping deep, helping build up play, you know, busting his ass on the wing, getting at balls. I mean, to me, that's impressive. I think that's one tribute I will, or rather one attribute I will always truly appreciate in a player is hard work and hustle. You know, even if you put one out of five crosses in, but you work your ass off, I think I'll love you. So that, that probably has to do with it. Um, all the listeners and you boys as well, you can drag me for this in April, but I'm just going to say now, I have a feeling that Benzema is bagging a 25 plus goal season. Just saying. I think Bold it's going to move. I know it's Very, very. It's I think he's going to have a good season, though. There was that. There was like a. When we were 2 1 up and kind of holding on to the ball and really looking like we'd get a third, there was that. I don't know if you guys. Bale just passes it to Benz and Benz just lets it run by him and Bale just comes storming up alongside him <laughs> and goes flying off with the ball. It was, I, if ever there was a moment to sum up Kareem Benzema, I thought that was it. It was a brilliant bit of play. But yeah, I agree. I think he's going to have a good season. I'm not sure if he's going to score 25 goals, but he's certainly hit the ground running. I think a centre will outscore him this season. That's my, that's my big call for April. I, I would like to see Lucas Vasquez score goals. Now, if that is a guy I want to see do well. Um, just sticking to our Super Cup, gentlemen, if you had to pick one thing, you're invited to the Bernabeu, and you can go into the locker room, and you get one thing to tell the boys at Real Madrid, the one thing that they need to fix in preparation for Sunday's match, the first match. The first round of La Liga 2018-19. Christopher first. What are you going to tell them? I'm going to go straight up to Sergio Ramos and I'm going to tell him, keep your head in the game, even if it's a league game. Because with Ronaldo, you know, with the goal scoring thing, no matter what way you put it, Mayoral coming off the bench isn't exactly what you want to see. And there's not that many options in attack. So naturally, if Madrid can improve their defensive record, which I think Lopetegui wants to do, and Lopetegui can do if is you know, but I think he wants to do it. And if anyone is going to decide that, it's Sergio Ramos. We saw last season where Ramos could be, you know, he'd be unbelievable in a Champions League semi-final again or Champions League quarter-final against Juve, and then he'd come back and he'd drop a clanger like he does against Levante or something like that. If we want to improve our defensive record, Ramos is going to need to be. Day in, match in, match out, he's going to need to be in, in tune with the rest of the defenders and stop with these silly areas and stop with being so inconsistent. Hassan Christopher is going to go square up against the captain of Real Madrid, one of the most badass looking guys I've ever seen in my life. Um, so that's that's pretty that's pretty ballsy. I'd be scared to go up to Sergio Ramos in his face like that. I feel like he'd just rip my spine out of my body, like. I, I ain't a strong guy. Ups me down. There's nothing I can do about it. I just have to, you know, just have to accept it. Literally, he'll bury you in the Bernabeu and no one will know. Like, it, it'll be game. I wouldn't really mind that, actually. 
<laughs> Real Madrid, the Bernabeu Coffins as well. <laughs> Imagine that would be pretty cool too, yeah. Imagine if that could be a thing, though. Like, you just pay to have, like, your ashes just put in the grounds of Real Madrid. I mean, I know that sounds really weird. but the... I'm pretty sure that people... I'm, I say there's people who's done it around the... Not necessarily on the pitch, but definitely around the grounds. Like, just go on just a stadium tour like, while well, the guy's not looking to sprinkle a few here and there. <laughs> just, yeah, just throwing it on the Champions League trophies a bit, you know? That That is, like, that... I mean, I know it sounds odd, but I swear to God, people must do it. You know one thing that I will do? I don't know if I really should be expressing I'd like to commit a crime, but is I'd like to go on the Real Madrid tour and, like, get pitch side and just take, like, a little sliver of the pitch like put in a Ziploc bag, bring it back to Canada, and then just grow that little piece of grass that I have, and then just like expand it, and then I can say, you know, my lawn is for Real Madrid. Like, is the Real Madrid turf? How <laughs> insane would that be? You know, if we're talking about like, uh, I don't know why this is reminding me of this, but I was really, I, I think it's in Morbo if anyone's read it. Uh, as a kind of a prank, well, no, let's start from the start. Barcelona, you know, the a wall in their stadium made it complete out brick, and the Barcelona board thought it'd be a good idea if the socios put their name on the brick on a brick and it was put in the wall. So, one Madrid one Madrid fan decided to become a Barca socio, got his brick and put the name Santiago Bernabeu on it, oh and somewhere God. in that wall. In the Camp Nou is a brick that Santiago Bernabeu on it. I, I don't know who that man is or wherever he may be. We need him on the show. He deserves yeah, a knighthood. He, it, seriously, he does. Like, that, that's it. He deserves free Real Madrid jerseys. Everybody sees him and sees him take it. That's what he deserves. That has to be the most legendary, badass thing. You guys, like, the three of us will never combine do something that cool in our lives. No. Probably not, no. Like, there's just no chance. There's no way. That's just way too epic. Not unless they build a new stadium and then ask and do the exact same thing, but I don't think they're going to do it now after what happened the last time. <laughs> it's funny, like, no one was there proofreading these bricks. Like, you could just say whatever you want. Uh, no, I, I read it in a book. I can't remember which book it was, though. Well, if you can find the book. I, have to look it up. Yeah. I was about to say, if I can, I'll go looking for it and I'll put it up on Twitter, just like the. Little paragraph. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't know why, put, why I remembered it now. Twitter, and then we'll retweet it and we'll, we'll make something out of it. For those of you who don't follow us on Twitter, it's at the Real Champs FS. Yes, I just plugged out Twitter again. <laughs> um, yes, another plug. Yes, another plug. I should put that, you know, like bang, 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 sound effect whenever <laughs> we plug a Twitter. That's going to be our thing here at the Real Champs. Just, you know, whenever we plug a Twitter, we're just putting that, we're just going to make the Real Champs. The real disco. That's what's gonna be here. RIP headphone users. Oh my god, that that's the worst. I I was really concerned about the gunshot thing from podcast number two. I was like, I would be so, I would I'd feel really bad. Could you just imagine someone's just on the train, (laughs) you know, eyes closed, getting ready for their day of work. I don't know, it's a Monday, and all they hear is. I'd be like, I would, I would lose, it. especially if you lived in America. No offense, but like, you know, it's a little more realistic there. Be like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking well, of, I'm in America. Firing shots, we wouldn't have this issue. Seriously, throw. Oh, and, and it was about Sorry. shots at Jurgen Klopp, wasn't it? 
Yeah. So it was Liverpool. Yeah, let's just go to the Jurgen Klopp thing because I don't know if you listeners heard, and I'm sure you boys heard though. Um, the pre-match presser involved Lopetegui, Marcelo, and Ramos, and Ramos was asked again about Klopp's issues, and he essentially said like he's a great coach. I voted for him as one of my coaches for Coach of the Year, um, but this is the first time he's lost a final. So until he has won one, he should kind of just keep his mouth shut. And now if that isn't shots fired, my God. how Like, the savagery from Ramos. Like, just to throw that out there. Yeah. And Marcelo is biting his, trunk, biting his tongue trying not to laugh when the question was asked. <laughs> I don't think they care. Then Madrid... The Madrid squad really does not care about Jurgen Klopp. I I highly doubt it. Like, I, I think to care. that's the thing. They're too yeah. successful to care. When you've lost six or seven finals in a row, I'm sorry, you can't really say anything. I think I think that might be the deciding factor. Like I think when you've lost the finals, like Klopp has anything that you can kind of grip on yeah, as a reason. Anything, anything to keep positive in your head, you're going to grip to. That's the I, one I thing I dislike about Jurgen Klopp. He's a bit of a media darling, and the thing is, people feel sorry for him. Um, yeah. But it's like I was having this discussion with my friend the other day, and I said, if he doesn't win something this season, Jurgen Klopp goes to Jurgen Flop. I don't care. You need to win something, because the money you've spent, it's, I, it's I obviously agree. a separate matter. You go from Klopp to Flop. I think, I'd agree too. I think he will win something this season. I think he's got he's no choice. He has to. So well. But anyways, this is not a Liverpool podcast. Yeah, it's not. We don't talk about yeah, it no. here. But just my last thought on that, you know, it, it's still being brought up. That final was when? June? Or it was end of May. I think it was June. June. May. May. We're now in the was middle that? of August. I think was it was June? early June. Really? Yeah. Are you sure it was a May 26th? Crazy. No, I think it was later than normal this year. I'm pretty sure. I, would look I thought up. it was last year it was later than normal. You know what? You could be right. I don't know anything about football anyway. Um, it jumps around the same dates. Yeah, that is true. But I was just thinking, you know how this whole... Like, no, you're right, Ramos... it was the 26th. It was oh, I 26th. was right? Yeah. In your face. Send me that Real Madrid <laughs> jersey now, the one I wanted to buy for free. I want it. Um, investment in my future, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it is, literally. Like, you could just keep that like for another 40 years and then sell it and like buy a car or something. It'd be ridiculous. But I just think this feud has dragged out so much. Like, Can you imagine... Like, you have kids 20 years from now, and, like, your kid and his friend are still, feud, you know, feuding about this whole Ramos-Salah incident. Like, I just think it's so blown out of proportion, but whatever. People know. are still talking about the whole Quadrado thing from the Juventus game. People No anything. way. Are they really? Yeah, people still talk about it. People are really pressed, eh? Like, it, it really hurts to see Madrid. But I mean, like, I guess I'd feel the same way if my team lost that much, too. So... Club lives in people. Uh, the club's living in everyone's heads rent free. It's just, it's hilarious, really. But like when you win three Champions Leagues in a row, you're like, imagine if Barcelona did it or someone like that. We would be exactly the same. Oh, <laughs> I'd be flipping livid. I'd be so mad. I would yeah. literally, I would be a salt mine in and of it myself. Like the salt market, stock market, I don't know if it exists, but it would crash because I would have the most amount of salt in me. Like, it would be stupid. Yeah, I'd be exactly the same. I don't think I could cope with the idea. I'd be the Dead Sea. That's how salty I'd be. We don't. Because we won the three Champions Leagues in a row, not exactly. anyone else. And we're going for the fourth, even with the squad. 
I don't care yeah. what you say. Because Benzema's bagging 25 goals this season. <laughs> Be- Benzema for a scissor kick in the final of the Champions League. It's going to happen. Yeah, Vasquez hat trick. Yeah, just oh, wait on yeah. it, boys and girls. This is the. This is, so we're selling dreams today on this podcast. Um, we got there's a title. Selling dreams that 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 yeah. that is a sick. It almost sounds like a rap album. I feel like that's something. Like, do you guys know who J Cole is? I, I don't yeah. know. Music in Europe is very different compared to here. No, but he's, I feel like he's big in Europe. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be his album. Just selling dreams. It's cool that I mentioned J. Cole because I'm in J. Cole State right now, which is in North Carolina. So if there's real champs listeners in North Carolina, can you please hit me up on Twitter? Because I swear to God, I'm here for a few days. We will actually meet up and I would be down to run another podcast and have you on it because I think that'd be dope. My Twitter is yeah, Nizamdin, N-I-Z-A-M-D-I-N-7. Yes, I plugged myself. Bam, 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 bam. I'll add the real sound effect too. Um, okay. In all seriousness, back to this. I think Christopher was the badass who said he was going to just go give it to Sergio Ramos. Hassan, what is the one thing you would tell the whole squad if you had the chance um, in preparation for Sunday? Okay, so the first thing I'd do is there's two people I'm a target. I'm going to walk in there with my five foot five frame. Five foot five. I'm going to go straight to Casemiro. <laughs> He's taking the piss. He's literally. <laughs> Do you know every girl who's like, I want a guy over six feet? Literally looked at Hassan and said, Wow, he's cute. Hassan just said he's five, five. And every girl's just like, Yeah, no, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to the point. I'm going to go straight up to Casemiro. Stop playing the ball, you bastard. Leave it alone. Just defend. You're good at that. And then we'll straight up to Ramos like Chris did, but hopefully he doesn't bury me. You, you guys stop. are literally walking up to like two of like the most yeah, badass I was about people. To say, we've, we've chosen the strongest and most scariest people in the Madrid squad to pick on. Like, why wouldn't you go to like Isco, who's like the baby of the squad? Like, I don't think he even kills flies in his house. Like, he just let it live there. No, because I feel like he'd set his dogs on me, and he's got some nasty looking dogs. Um, and then I'd say to Ramos, I was like, listen. You need to be more consistent because people rate PK because he's consistent. I feel like I'd piss him off and I'd probably get lamped in the head, but there you go. So yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Sticking with our La Liga kind of thing here, because La Liga starting in two days, which I'm, I'm really excited for, but also really scared, to be honest. Um, Real Madrid, obviously, in participation of the Super Cup against Atletico, they chased a three-peat. Essentially, they were going for three in a row, just like their three Champions Leagues, because that's how you play a UEFA Super Cup. You have to have won the Champions League, for those of you who don't know. That's Stop fine. I'm not judging Paul. anyone here. Sorry? <laughs> Griezmann. <coughs> so the, the air is really bad in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, chasing that three, Pete, it fell apart less than a week before the start of the league. Uh, do you guys think that losing that La Liga, that La Liga, holy crap, let's just pretend i never said that touch wood yeah touch wood uh it's 6 a.m here i apologize i didn't mean to say that i promise oh man someone's (laughs) gonna destroy me for that if we actually don't win la liga um do you think the like that plays on the minds of players like honestly they looked so shattered after that loss like they look surprised they're like what the hell just happened like is this what it feels like to not win? It depends how you look at it. I think it could go either way. It could, yeah, it could either mentally break them or it could mentally feed them. It could be like, we don't like this feeling of losing. We're not going to do it again. 
that's the way I'd look at it. Chris, how do you look at it? Glass half empty or half full? Always half full. I yeah, I think it's gonna hype them up in a good way. I mean, if if Barcelona can come back last season from that five-one hammer in the talking the Spanish Super Cup, then Madrid can do it too. So I do. I think they'll they take a they take the positives and they'll run with it on Sunday and give us a much better performance. Again, boys and girls, just believe we're selling dreams today. Um, how will Sunday go? Like, what do you even think if you're a Real Madrid player? Like, again, I know I hate saying this, but, like, you know, we're in the post-Ronaldo era now. It's a, it's a bit of a different dynamic. We have a new manager. A, a lot's changed, if you really think about it. Like, how, as a player, like, what's your mindset going into Sunday? You want to prove a point, don't you, naturally, obviously. I mean, just lost the Super Cup. And a lot of people obviously bringing up the whole Ronaldo's gun. I think they're going to want to prove a point to say, well, we can win without him. Um, so I feel that they'll roll Hatafe over fairly easily, I think. Chris, that was my next question. Let's square up the opposition. We're playing Getafe. It's not a pathetically weak side, but they're not a juggernaut either. Um, how does Madrid approach this game? Well, Katafe have not won the Bernabeu in a very, very long time. I don't actually know the year that they last won, but I think it's before 2010, I think. At the same time, they were one of the best defences in the league for a majority of last season. I think we'll win, but I think it's going to be a real slow, painful game to watch, you know? You think it's going to be a, a proper fest. derby game? I think I think it's going to be a proper derby game. I think it's just going to be real slow, boring, maybe decided by a, one or two goals. I don't. I think if if we're going to go on anything that Katafe did last season, that's what it's going to be like. I think all that I care about is getting them those three points just to start the season. Because if we don't, I'll, I'll probably cry. Um, <laughs> but ideal formations. And who's in your starting 11? Just really quickly. It doesn't have to be, you know, super tactically into depth. But, Asin, let's hear yours. So, I'd say formation-wise, I'd stick with the same 4-3-3. Uh, front three of Bell, Benzema, and uh, Asensio. I'd say midfield, I'd, go, I'd start to buy off in this game because you need someone who's going to be able to unlock a tight back line alongside with Modric and Crucial, or maybe if you don't play Tobias like Casemiro instead, obviously as a defensive anchor. Uh, same typical back line, Marcelo, Ramos, Varane and Carvajal. And then if Courtois fit, I'm throwing Courtois on goal. Really? First yeah. La Liga game of the season? I think we need a keeper who's going to be consistent through a season. Now, Taylor Navas is good in the big spots, but the problem he's always had is consistency. You'll have a world-class game against Bayern Munich and then you'll play against I don't know, someone like someone like Atafe and have an absolute disaster class. Whereas I feel Courtois is made to be consistent through a season, so I'd, I'd throw Courtois on goal. That's bold. I I would I'd feel bad throwing Navas onto the bench for his game of the season, but like, I mean, I guess you got to do what you got to do. Uh, Christopher, who's your who's in your starting eleven, and what's your ideal formation for the first game of the season? I'd agree with Hassan on a couple of points there. I think 
I think Navas is going to be the cup keeper this season. I think Courtois will start. Uh, same back line because, you know, they're brilliant on their day and we don't really have that many other options. I think, uh, I think leave Modric on the bench. I don't think he's fully fit. He'd probably be, he'd be better off coming on in like the 65th or 68th minute than starting. Uh, I think start Ceballos or Isco or someone like that and then the same front three. Who do you think, who do you guys think would be the most important player for this season? In in terms of all round, whether it be impact on the pitch, uh, leadership, just, just all round, who would be the most important player? I think it's going to be Bale. Everyone's going to look to Bale to provide those moments now that Ronaldo's left. Um, if not Bale, then it's going to be a player like Cruz or Modric, I think. Obviously, outside of you know your defenders. Um, Cruz's leadership skills, I think, are quite underrated. I don't think people quite understand just how well he orchestrates everything around him. So, yeah, those are my two shouts, really. Chris, who would be yours? Um, I'm going to go with Asensio. It depends on what way you look at it. I'm going to go with Asensio because this is not going to settle well with some people, but I'm quite I'm quite confident that Bale... I know Bale's a brilliant player. I think we all know Bale's a brilliant player, but I'm quite confident that he's going to pick up an injury at some stage this season. <laughs> and in that situation, you're looking to... Benzema, who isn't a goal scorer, he's never been that prolific of goal scorer you know he's never been a prolific goal scorer so you're looking to the one unknown quantity that who could score goals but we don't know if he could or not and that's Asensio so if Asensio has a very good season then we're going places if Asensio doesn't have a very good season then we're going to be in a pretty tough spot when Bale goes down well I like those contrasting you know most important player we have 29 year old Gareth Bale who's Supposed to have taken over a couple of seasons ago. And then we have Wonder Boy, 22-year-old Marco Asensio, who is supposed to break out, like I said. I mean, he has broken out, but just you want to see that little bit of oomph in him. Um, anyways, I think that's it. Do we have anything else you want to discuss? Well, I was just going to say, like, you could swap it and then say it'd be, like I was saying earlier when we were talking about who would we what would we say to the Madrid locker room? Like you could say it's Ramos because if Madrid have a good defense this year, you back them. We're going to back them to score at least one goal in most games. Mm-hmm. So if Madrid have a good defense this year and keep a lot of clean sheets, then it's as good as scoring a lot of goals, you know? So it really, it really is it could go either way, but I'm going to go with Asensio. You think it's time to change the dynamic a bit, focus more defense. I don't know whether we, I don't know whether the club has it in them to be a solid defensive unit. I guess that doesn't really just, sell tickets and make many headlines, does it? Not even that. It's, just, it's so against the Real Madrid way. Our, yeah, and like, doesn't it doesn't fit in with our kind of narrative of the club? We've never really celebrated good defenses, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with attacking talent in essential. Hassan, your last thoughts on you know just us getting into the season now? I'd just say watch out for Vinicius. I think he's really going to like explode at some point into into this lineup. I, I don't know why. I've just got this really 
good feeling he's going to blow into this lineup at some point through this year. I'd be a bit worried, and I hate. I know Chris is going to hate me for saying this, but I'd be a bit worried if I was Lucas Vasquez. <laughs> I would be a bit worried. Vasquez is going to be fine. He's going to, <laughs> going to show. He's going to show Vinicius the ropes, and the two of them next season we'll see the two of them starting on either wing. You know, those frauds bailing the center. That's, a, that's a solid rotation <laughs> option as well. You could have Vinicius on one side, Vasquez on the other, in the games against. You know, your Huescas and people like that, so... Spain's not ready. That would be a very, very interesting dynamic. Um, no offense to either player, but, I mean, it, it would just look quite funny uh, considering our previous season's lineup. But anyways, I think that's it. We are definitely going to all watch this game on, on Sunday. Um, to all of our listeners, you know, we really hope you enjoy the first game of the season, wherever you're watching in the world. Uh, we'd also really appreciate it if you joined us on our halftime show. We're really trying to push, you know, being live on Facebook or even Periscope or Instagram live at halftimes just to discuss with all of you, all of our fans, all the Madrid fans in the world. Even if you're not listening to The Real Champs yet or you're not on our site, you know, come and join us. Share your two cents with us. We'd love to hear it because, you know, What's better than talking about the most amazing game in the world? Anyways, thank you so much to both of you, Huston and Christopher, taking time out of your day again, joining us here on the podcast, being with us, sharing your insights. Christopher, with your insane abundance of optimism and Huston, with your staggering pessimism that (laughs) one day I sarcastically wish I had. Um, But yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh, to all our listeners, again, we all appreciate it. On behalf of Hassan, Christopher, and myself, thank you for listening to our podcast wherever you are in the world. We hope you have a great day, evening, night, whatever the case may be. Thank you, and Hala Madrid.